we're live. Hello, everyone. Welcome to a very, very special uh, episode of Professional Agency. Oh, my God. We have a lot to talk about. I'm super excited. We have some great guests on. So I'm just going to introduce myself real quick. I am James. I am the host. Uh, I Alongside me, I have always uh, my co-host, Barat. Hello, as always. Uh, so uh, we also brought in from our Roll for Idiocy campaign and our last Paizo interview, uh, Thailand. That's me. Awesome. So we have two very great guests from Paizo to come talk with us. I'm going to butcher last name. So we're just going to call them Jason, <laughs> uh, Tondro and Katina Davis. So, uh, Jason, can you introduce yourself first and tell us a little bit about what you do? Yeah, for sure. So, uh, I'm Jason Tondro. I'm a senior developer at Paizo. I help make adventure paths for both the Starfinder and Pathfinder RPGs. And Katina? Yeah, um, I'm Katina Davis. I'm the web store coordinator. So, I'm kind of in the guts of things and I make the product pages so folks can order them and I handle subscriptions and talking with consignment folks about selling their stuff on Paizo.com. Awesome. Well, you know, I do love selling things uh, on uh, Pathfinder Infinite. (laughs) (laughs) So we are actually interviewing for those who are just listening uh, now uh, in whatever space time you decide you find yourself in. Uh, We are recording right after Paizo has just announced they recognize the union of Paizo workers, which Yay. is absolutely huge. <laughs> so I'm going to start this with uh, Katina, and then we'll go to Jason. How do you guys feel about this? Because this is historic <laughs> for TTRPGs in general. So, yeah, um, I I mean, this just this literally just happened like 40 minutes before we started recording, basically. So yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of like a bundle of emotions, and just really excited to see kind of what is going to happen, and kind of. Obviously, it's it's the first step in in a long road, but we're all just really excited and really grateful for all the support we've gotten so far. Yeah, I was really I was hopeful this would happen, but I confess to you, I did not think that it would. Uh, I thought we were going to have to go all the way to a vote in in two months, but I hoped that I would be wrong. And as usual, I am wrong. I'm wrong a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and my friends will all agree with me. Um, so I was glad to be wrong. Um, you know, I'll tell you what, though, I cannot wait to tell my dad. I know this is a stupid thing to say, right? But like my my dad is a union guy. He worked in a union shop as a sheet metal mechanic. And and I can't wait to he, he, he doesn't. He's not on Facebook. He never answers email. He won't answer the phone. There's basically only one way to communicate with him, and that is by physical written letter. <laughs> basically my dad's a luddite and so i'm gonna i'm gonna write him a letter and tell him how we unionized my shop and i i i have to say i i, I just really i'm really proud of of what we all did i'm proud of of paizo's management for making the right decision and and so quickly and so smoothly i'm incredibly grateful to the freelancers that helped to make this such an effective campaign and I'm glad to be proven wrong and to prove all of the naysayers wrong that said, you know, like every shop fights unions and, and they, they're going to hire all these lawyers. And I'm like, that didn't happen. And it's so awesome. Yeah. I was, yeah. You had I, was, I was really surprised to see that there was like any backlash at all. It was a very small amount of people. Yeah. But there was some backlash to the announcement that they, that uh, a union would be trying to form, which was weird. And I'm very glad that those naysayers were proven wrong, like you said. It's, now, I mean. There's a bit of a, you know, a unions can become a bit of a political point of conflict mm-hmm. where we, we stop thinking about the details of what the union really means. And we just start thinking of it as a political issue, right? You're either liberal and pro-union or you're conservative and pro-business as if unions are not pro-business. Like, this is our job. Like, we we want Paizo to succeed. We want Paizo to make a million dollars so it can pay all of us and give us raises. Like, we, we're, all, we're, all, we're all in this together. We don't want anybody to lose their jobs. We don't want anybody to get fired. Um, 
So yeah, it can be a political issue, but I'm glad that it we could set that aside. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely great seeing people like Jason Bullman uh, come out in full support of this. And, you know, I, I won't lie as well. I initially was like, oh, this could, you know, be fought out for a long time. And I kept seeing news articles being like, Pathfinder, Starfinder delayed for until 2023, question mark. I was like, oh, God, please don't. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, I'm still running through Ruby Phoenix right now, but just like give me a little time, at least some <laughs> new stuff. Uh, all right. So I want to just give uh, some context. Uh, I think, uh, Jason, you can start us off. So what exactly caused you to unionize? Because there's in the gaming industry in general, we're coming right off of also Blizzard getting into a lot of issues with their uh, work habits. So especially seeing this in the gaming industry, uh, if you guys want to talk about it, if you don't want to. Well, actually, Katina, I kind of want to pass the whole Sarah Marie Diego story off to you because I feel like you were there and you'd know it a lot better. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I don't even know, like, there's, there's a lot that is kind of up in the air still. And I mean, a lot of stuff that is still personal, like details and everything yeah. like that. But mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. I I will say that that ceremonies firing was something that galvanized a lot of kind of, well, I mean, it started a lot of questions. It got a lot of people kind of concerned and it, you know, just caused a lot of uneasiness and stuff. So, but but I will say that organization was trying to happen before that. It's been it's been kind of people, there have been different cells that have kind of tried to start little sparks and have hit you know one roadblock or another. And of course, COVID kind of throws things at you anyway. So I think that Sarah Marie and Diego leaving was a big milestone in that it got a lot of people kind of interested in the cause and kind of was catalyst i guess yeah and then once when sarah marie sarah marie was sort of either either quit or forced to resign depending on you know how how you look at it but diego quit out of solidarity with sarah marie yeah and then and this all happened right before gen con just about uh, about five six weeks ago about uh, about a month and a week ago yeah i was yeah sorry and that that created this whole sort of PR firestorm, which you alluded to before our interview started, because you interviewed Mark Seifter just a couple of days after, when all that stuff was kind of at its peak. Well, the big development that happened after that, in addition to, in many ways, before the Paizo, United Paizo workers had even really started to form officially, was um, was the freelancer uh, work stoppage. So about 40 plus freelancers who had been working with Paizo for a long time and many of our most um, respected and reliable uh, and, and high quality freelancers all got together and they decided to withhold their labor uh, on our behalf, uh, on behalf of the employees. Uh, and they, they had a long list of demands that included things like investigating uh, charges of sexual harassment or a an unsafe work environment at the office, um, uh, maybe hiring a diversity officer to make sure that our LGBTQ stu- uh, uh, employees and and our uh, female employees and 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 our uh, people of color who work at Paizo get treated in the way that they deserve to be treated and get listened to and 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 get a seat at the table. Um, along with plenty of other demands like a salary transparency. Let's get everybody's salaries posted in some kind of public way so that we all know how much everybody is making from the CEOs to the, to the, the new hires. Um, and- well, those freelancers, many of them were working on projects at the time. And, and so they just stopped. They just put all their pens down and just stopped work. Others um, refused to take any new work. And we have books we have to assign like Paizo, Paizo relies heavily on freelancers. Like we, we don't write in our own books. Some, some books are more written by freelancers than others, but all of them are mostly freelance. All of our books are mostly written by freelancers. And, um, and so we have books we have to assign. And when the freelancers won't take jobs, then we can't assign the books. And then the books don't come out. And when the books don't come out, Paizo can't pay rent. 
So, so, so then, and then the, the last element of that was the final and most powerful, I think, in my opinion, and most, in many ways, most controversial aspect of it was they refused, the freelancers refused to turn in work they had already completed. Um, and, and so all of those things combined started to put some pretty serious pressure on the office. Um, and then meanwhile, um, Jenny Jerzabski reached out to me and, and other people and asked if we were interested in the union. And, and when I finally got an invite to our Discord server, there were a bunch of people already there. And, and I, Katina might have been one of them. And then the <laughs> more people joined afterwards and we all kind of went to our other friends in the company and pretty soon we had a majority and then a super majority. And, and we did um, indoctrination training to prepare for anti-union activities. We got um, great time with uh, Ted, our, our CWA representative, that's the uh, um, Communication Workers of America. Um, we heard horror stories about union efforts that had failed at, at other offices. And we were totally buckled down and prepared for a long fight. We filed paperwork with the uh, National Labor Relations Board to, to hold a vote. We all signed union cards while singing solidarity. Like we were like, we're, <laughs> we, we spared no expense, man. We were all there. Um, and, uh, and that was exactly a week ago. And I, I'm shocked that it happened all so fast. That's amazing. Have you guys seen, you mentioned uh, indoctrination training against like anti-union activities. Right. Have That's you right. seen that from Paizo in the past at all? No. And, and in fact, um, a lot of things we were, Katina, you can help me out here if I, if I don't remember all of them, but there were things like, for example, forming a no committee where the, the company finds the people that, that are no on the union and they make those people form a public committee and then start recruiting employees back from the yes column to the no column. Well, the trouble with that was, is there just weren't enough people to form a committee. <laughs> like we, we start, we didn't even announce until we had uh, 35%, uh, we had 35 people at 70% uh, before we even announced. And then every day the numbers went up. And I think the last I heard we were at 80%. And wow. the shop's not that big. Like there's only 50 union eligible employees in the whole company. So because we have a lot of managers. So mm -hmm. you start doing the math and like pretty soon, like you, they, they don't have enough. They don't have enough folks to do anything with. Um, and there were a lot of other like kind of carrot and stick stuff where like the company might offer. Maybe they offer a promotion or a, or a, a, a salary increase to somebody if they go, if they say no. Or maybe they they say, well, we can't afford to give you this thing that you want because we're losing all this money because of bad press from the union, or they try to make us feel guilty. Like, mm -hmm. oh, we're in this big licensing uh, uh, conversation with another big company and they're scared off by the union. So we're gonna lose that contract. And don't you feel bad that we're gonna, that the company is losing millions because of the union. None of that happened. And to That's all cool. credit to the executives, like we didn't hear, they, they were instantly quiet. They didn't say anything. And then, and which makes perfect sense. They had to talk to their lawyers, right? Like this is a huge deal for the company going to transform Paizo forever. And maybe, I hope we can talk about this later on in the show, start to talk about what it's going to do to other companies in the RPG field. Uh, so it's a, it's a big deal. And so they had to, they had to talk to a lot of people and, and, and they're absolutely right to take that time. And then we started to negotiate. They started to uh, communicate with uh, UPW behind the scenes. And then it all kind of shook down uh, in the last couple of days. Yeah, I will say there's an advantage to being in a group of nerds that all play RPGs. We want to, we want to finish our quest. So we kind of gather all the stuff together beforehand. We, it's already that cooperative checklist. spirit there. Yeah. We, yeah. we formed a party. We really, I mean, it's a really big party, but for, for an RPG, hey, but Hey, if it takes a hundred warriors to take down an ancient red dragon, it takes a hundred warriors to take down exactly. the ancient red dragon. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I, I think really just everyone was very, motivated and very kind of inspired by each other and it especially I think during COVID it can it can get really isolating Every, everyone's at home I mean some people are back in the office if they want to like sometimes but a lot of times we're all kind of on our own and so it seeing this kind of come together and talking to other people that had similar concerns or you know weren't sure about what's going on or who said what and getting everybody together in one place, I think was such a great idea. And, and just, you know, getting all our voices together, making sure, okay, what do we actually need? What do we want? What do we, what's our plan? And 
I mean, the, the organization committee, they, uh, they're just incredible. And they really put in a lot of work and a lot of time and just, you know, and this is all on top of their day job. It's not like we all stopped working. <laughs> so they, you know, they, they did a lot of great things. And I think it's really amazing and exciting how much has come of it already. So yeah, I think uh, getting a group, getting a party of nerds together really can do some really good things. <laughs> so uh, I'll direct this next question towards you, Katina. Uh, what's it like seeing all this like support from the community over on like, you know, Twitter and other platforms like that? It's been really awesome. I mean, it's been incredible just to see I mean, like you mentioned earlier, there's always going to be one or two people that are kind of going to grumble or say, wow, this is going to ruin the company or, you know, your books are going to be delayed. And, mm -hmm. but there, I mean, obviously the freelancers are behind us hundred percent. And, but then you see all the customers and all the, you know, the fans and people from PaizoCon that you met before, or people that you've played in with a, you know, in a game with at a table and stuff like that. It's just really, really great. And I will say, I don't think it's that surprising because I I have a background. So I come, I'm web store coordinator now, but for five years, I was in the customer service department and Sarah Marie was my boss. She's the one who hired me. Um, and Diego was my coworker. He started like six months after I did. So I work with both of them very closely. And the reason why Paizo's customer service is so great in the, why the community is so great is because there's so much care and so much support that goes around and everybody just is really excited and they want to play the same game and they want to talk about these cool characters they can make or, you know, tell a, the, the tale about how their party got TPK'd or whatever. So like, I think seeing people kind of band together and, you know, say, hey, do the right thing. We want this company to succeed. We want we just want to play the games. We want you guys to keep working, basically. I think it's been great, but yeah, I don't, I'm not surprised because I think I knew that they had the communities behind us and they are really an incredible source of inspiration. It was, it was really like heartwarming to scroll through the, um, the hold Paizo accountable hashtag and the unionized yeah. Paizo hashtag and just see all of that like great, reactions and outreach from the community and from the freelancers and i'm sure it felt even better to, to you as people who were trying to you know who were the the pushing force behind that union and holding paizo accountable yeah you know and, and i want to i want to echo what katina was saying i think it makes perfect sense honestly that we have had such support from the community because paizo as a company has spent the last 20 years building this incredible community like it's tough to be a successful RPG in, uh, company in, in today's market, right? And one of the ways that we succeeded is by um, really engaging with the fans, right? And like creating really loyal fans, players, GMs, people who just buy our books to read them, freelancers who write for us. And uh, we think about that. This is a company that still in many ways still has kind of its ancient magazine roots from 20 years ago, you know, <laughs> and we still rely on subscriptions and subscriptions are about getting you to come back month after month after month after month. Right. Like, and we have to build, we build that relationship. You know, Katina mentioned PaizoCon, like when, when we, we throw this annual convention, people come from all over and we as employees are specifically told like, look, these people came from all over to see you. They came here to be with you, to hang out with you at the banquet, to play games with you at the tables. And, and they're right. That's absolutely right. And, and, by, and, and this reflects kind of Paizo's overall philosophy that long-term success in this industry is about building loyal community uh, uh, with your fans. And so, of course, when uh, the employees felt threatened and when we wanted to improve our workplace, you know, and 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 get some uh, some a voice at the table when it came time to negotiate how the business is run. Well, of course, the fans were hundred percent in, right? They were all in for us. <laughs> yeah, which yeah. which is which has been fantastic. It absolutely has. Yeah, I mean, definitely looking around me, just even right now in my room. Uh, I think you got loyalty down. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> You're a great example. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you, my little nerd. Um, Cannot tell you how many plushies and figurines of the the Paizo goblins. Oh my god, I I have the little uh, bank one over there with the D twenty. Yeah, oh, yeah. basically just. <laughs> 
I'm a giant nerd. All right, I got it. Just, are you uh, saving up for the giant goblin statue? You have no idea how badly I want that one. <laughs> I, I go to my, look, there's a local tabletop store 10 minutes away from my house. I go there and it mocks me. It mocks me <laughs> by me not buying it every week. <laughs> but uh, I genuinely love uh, everything that Paizo does and like puts out. And um, so when I initially read it, it, I was going to bed. It was like 1 a.m. And I just saw like the first controversy come up yeah. and just... I was just so like, I'm not gonna lie, I was a little heartbroken, but um, I think definitely seeing the community because I am trying to get myself more into the community because, well, you guys are all great. And I love talking with such amazing content creators like uh, what we had earlier with Deadly DA and, uh, you know, some other, my favorite people I won't plug in right now. But um, I think it's genuinely great to see all of us, like even like from employee to just basic, hey, I played Pathfinder re- once and it was really cool. Uh, all of us just like come together under these, this giant like unionized Paizo, which feels like really amazing, especially being in the middle of this great res- uh, resignation that we're going through where we're seeing a lot of people quit their jobs due to terrible uh, work environments. We're seeing a lot of people wanting change. And I think it's, I, I, I can't tell you like, you know, right before going live and seeing that email, like just changed like my attitude just towards like how this interview was going to go down in general. (laughs) So um, I do have a little bit, uh, it's kind of a weirdish question. Um, So obviously we just talked about the freelancers completely stopping all work. That's right. So do you think that infected, uh, actually, I think this might be best for Katina, uh, Pathfinder Infinite just launched, like last week just mm-hmm. launched. And I won't get into numbers games or, you know, but the overall content has been, you know, a little, little less than I initially thought. I'm just, I'll be honest. Um, <laughs> okay. Don't worry. I throw myself up on there. Um, <laughs> I thought I would be having a lot more out on myself, but um do you think sites like, you know, Pathfinder Infinite, where it's definitely 100% community-based, you know, do you think those sites, uh, with it coming out in the middle of this, like, you know, well, for it, unfortunate timing. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. <laughs> for us, it's all great, but uh, <laughs> do you notice anything on your end? Um. Well, so Pathfinder Infinite actually is separate from the Paizo web store. So I'm like oh, okay. a little less involved in it. That's mm. actually, that's oh, going to be, I'm sorry. yeah, no, that's, <laughs> that's fine. But like, I think, I think it was interesting timing. And I think that things are probably going to pick up a little bit. Cause I, I, there are probably some folks that were kind of, you know, Oh, I was going to write this thing, but now I, you know, I kind of want to wait and see if they're going to unionize. So who knows, we might see more people who are like, yeah, you know, I'm actually willing to put stuff up now that I'm more comfortable with it. Yeah, personally that, have go ahead sorry that conversation is absolutely happening i mean i had developed i had i had freelancers write me and ask me what they should do right <laughs> mm-hmm. i want to write for infinite should i do it now or should i wait until the union is recognized um and of course i told them well you know you got to do what you think is right but but what i also knew was was that i i've got i'm writing stuff for infinite like i've got stuff that i'm i'm getting ready to put up there um, Owen Stevens and I are partnering for a bunch of stuff. And, and so um, now, now the union has been recognized. So it's my hope that all those freelancers who had projects that they were not sure about, I, I told them, I remember one, one guy was like, I want to write for, for uh, Infinite, but I don't know what to do. I'm going to just not. And I said, well, work on your manuscript because all we're doing is giving you a, a little bit of time to work. Like it's going to happen. And we, we always knew this was going to happen because we had the votes. So what, what folks that were not right, not publishing on Infinite, what really that just came down to was you had an extra week to work on your manuscript, right? But now <laughs> let's let's get back to work and get that stuff up there. Because there's fans that want to read it. And I want to read it. I want to see what everybody's doing. You hear that, fans? Uh, you got official Paizo endorsement to throw whatever wacky project. I know me and Thailand are currently in the middle of our insane project. <laughs> That, Just, uh, you know, a little little bit of yeehaw cowboy stuff. <laughs> Good. Maybe. Are you using Sorry. the guns and gears rules? Oh, of yeah. Course. Yeah. <laughs> Basing it off of that heavily. Nice. Yeah. I got a nice new, 
Oh yeah, update from anyone who watched the last interview. Uh, I did finally get my Guns and Gears book. Yeah, uh, I, I no longer need to complain to Mark Seifer. Um, <laughs> so in the last interview, James just spent he, he like just kept cutting in, cutting it in there. Still haven't got my book, man. Still haven't got my book, man. You don't understand. I saw everybody getting the book, and I just needed to know how the guns were working again. It was the first day it was released. I was complaining. Oh, I, I'm good like that. <laughs> All right. So now that I oh god, I have to change so many of these questions. Um. So, <laughs> uh, every, every question we had written was in in the hope that you know it wasn't unionized. The union yeah, it was it was based around the context of not yet, but yeah. maybe in the future. Maybe. Okay, you can, so you can always just tell Katina or I to just go off, and we oh will. no 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 we'll no just, God we'll no. just go off. No, we, we'll talk. Well, I mean, we'll just talk about about all the stuff that's been going on. Like you can because yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot going on. There is, yeah, there's, there's definitely there's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I know at least I could tell you one of the questions off here. Um, Jason, like, where would you like to see this union go? Like, what direction would you? Yes. Yeah, very good question. OK, so now that the union is recognized, now what? Right. That's the that's the obvious next question. OK, well, so there's a there's a lot of ways that we'd like to see Paizo improve. And, and we also understand this is a negotiation. Right. So we want to put. We, 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 we want to put as many of our hopes and expectations up front and, and uh, with the awareness that we're going to have to, we may have to sacrifice some of them uh, when it comes time for the contract. But, but let's talk about what, what we'd like to see. And, and, and again, Katina, I'm going to forget some of this stuff. So please jump <laughs> in and correct me. Um, let's talk about the obvious stuff. Um, we don't pay people enough money. Uh, 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 customer service, warehouse staff, uh, new editors when they get hired. A lot of folks get hired for, a lot of folks at our company get hired for less than 40 a year, like 33, 35 a year. Seattle is not a cheap area to live in. Seattle is a very, the, 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 a living wage in this area is about 41. Like you, you can't, you can't do it. Um, I was hired as an editor at 38, three and a half years ago. And if for my first year that I was here, if I didn't have freelancing gig on the side, I, I didn't have a food budget, right? So, so I and th things are a little bit better now, but that's not because of Paizo. Things are better because I don't have to, I haven't had to pay student loans in two two years, right? Mm -hmm. um, because I don't have to commute anymore, right? And that that's why things are easier. So, um, so let's 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 look at salaries. Um, that we have to look at salaries. Nobody at Paizo can afford to buy a house or start a family. And let's be honest, that's that's what that's the American dream, right? Like the start a family, buy a house, like that's that's how we think of Americans moving up in their socioeconomic status and joining the middle class. Paizo is staffed by working class people who were living paycheck to paycheck. That that unions were made to address that problem. That's why unions exist. So let's make that happen. But there's a lot of other things too. Um, we've been working from home for the last couple of years and, and the, uh, management had already uh, clarified that we would continue to work from home through at least the end of the pandemic. But a lot of us quite like working from home. Uh, we, 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 now, not everybody. Some people prefer to go to the office. Maybe they want to work three, two or whatever. Like maybe they want to leave the house and get to the office and that's great. But others of us very much have embraced working from home and it's allowed us to do a lot of things and enjoy part of our lives that we didn't get to do before. Um, and in fact, um, and I'm quoting Eric Mona here, uh, we may even be more productive working from home than we are in the office and on the editorial side, on the developer, designer, art editorial side. So we would like to see work from home options continue beyond the pandemic. And we would also like to consider making them uh, even broader so that we wouldn't have to stay in the Seattle area to do our jobs. We've, we've already made it very clear that we, we can work uh, remotely. We can still put out all the books we were putting out before. Well, so if one of us wants to, you've got aging parents or you, or you wanna move to a cheaper area of the country, um, we, would, we would love it to make that possible. 
Katina, you want to pick up from there? Cause I'm talking too much. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I think you covered a lot of it and I mean, the, it's a good, good uh, point with the work from home. I mean, I think too, I think there are points where it saves the company money to have us be flexible and have options to stay home. And I think for me personally, it's a, it's a thing where we went from two cars to one car now that we're home all the time. And so that that's kind of my personal take on work from home is I'm like, Oh, I'd like something flexible so that, you know, we can share the car. My husband can go to work someday and I can go to work the other day. You know, it's just, it's just kind of those quality of life improvements. Um, And I think, I think that's kind of a, a point to make too, is that, you know, I think a lot of people and maybe some of the naysayers or, or, you know, grumbly people online at the beginning were kind of like, oh, is it really that bad at Paizo? You know, is it terrible? Are they awful to you? And it's like, it doesn't have to be that, you know, everyone is experiencing bad conditions or, you know, there certainly are improvements that can be made and, and everything like that. But really we want options going forward and we can want to kind of be, be more heard rather than kind of just sit around and wait and you know oh well I hope they let us work from home oh I hope you know we can I hope we can come to an agreement on that it's kind of gives us a little bit more autonomy and a little bit more power to say hey you know this is working for us and we want to make it work together yeah Tina makes a good point like one of the uh things that we often heard as we were sharing our stories behind the scenes over the last week was how little a lot of the employees know about the decisions Paizo's leadership makes. We often feel very in the dark. Now, on the editorial side, like we have Monday stand-up meetings where Eric comes in and sort of tells us what's going on. But if you're not on that half of the company, if you're in customer service or warehouse or, or tech or, or whatever, you, often you know even less. And, and you don't know what Paizo is going to do until you read about it on the company blog. And that's, that's no way to, that's not, that's not a good way to run a company. Right. And, yeah, and yeah. we, we want to have, we want to be able to know what's going on and we want to be able to have input into those decisions. And that's exactly what Katina was talking about. And I, I want to add one more thing on here while we talk about it. The, the workplace environment has been so um, uh, unhealthy uh, and, and that many of our LGBTQ employees amazing people whom I learned so much from and I have tremendous respect for have felt so unwelcome that they have left the company that they have quit and and sometimes they had gigs lined up elsewhere but sometimes they didn't and they would rather go out into unemployment than have to deal with that shit in the office for another day and that breaks my heart because it it it's not only are these friends of mine that deserve to be treated better, that, but they're human beings that deserve to be treated better. And, and Paizo as a company, it was worse off without them. Like we, they have so much knowledge and so much skill and they were so good at what they do. So we got to address that. We got to get some kind of, um, we got to find some way to improve the workplace conditions so that uh, these people don't feel uh, marginalized and, uh, and even, um, you know, just just uh, they don't have to feel like they're trying to come to work every day in 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 an environment where they're not welcome. Yeah, that was that was one of the main things that actually surprised me because yeah. I remember one of the things that was really appealing to me about yeah. Paizo as a company was the fact they they always like put on the you guys always put on the airs of a very like open and accepting and like friendly environment and company, which was it was shocking to see that uh, a few of the like minority employees were being treated poorly and there was even like pushback from the higher ups about having that accepting like reputation as a company well i need to make like you, you know you phrase it as putting on airs i want to that suggests that it's fake it's not fake uh, yeah i i worded that wrong yeah no but you know what i mean like the the people the people that work there the developers, the designers, the editors, the customer service staff, the warehouse people, the t- all of those, we're this, that is Paizo. Like we believe in that and we put it in our books every month. You've seen it. You know, uh, yeah. James, you've got those books on your oh, shelf. My, you know? uh, look, I can open up Ruby Phoenix right now. I can tell you, the, <laughs> you one of the NPCs is like right off the bat is non binary. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the exactly. first the first fight we had, there was a non-binary character, and they were cool. How Jin is asexual? Like I remember reading that in um 
Lost Women's Legends when yes. I was doing research for uh, Ruby Phoenix. Like, that's right. I've, you guys have got you guys have got the the representation. You guys have got right. the the that's open right. like the friendly environment. Yeah. So what we need to do is we need to make sure that the that 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 is everywhere in our company, mm-hmm. right? Especially at the top, because uh, the uh, the a uh, bad example up top endorses bad behavior at the bottom, right? And so we got to get everybody on board with that. And, and it's got to, there's got to be no tolerance for uh, other shenanigans, right? <laughs> it's got to be hundred percent. Yeah. And I all add to that. I think a lot of it is about making sure that the marginalized folks that are experiencing, you know, if they come up against a problem or if they have, you know, a, an idea or a suggestion or something like that, all of that onus shouldn't always be on those people. Like it, it should be shared. It shouldn't have to be those same people over and over again saying, hey, this is, you know, this is being elitist or this is, you know, racist or this is whatever. Like there should be systems in place so that the systemic type of stuff that can filter into workplaces or communities is not solely on their shoulders to take care of. This is one of the ways that the union will be good for Paizo because a lot of the management at Paizo have had to deal with these complaints, right? Like people feel like they're treated poorly and, and that kind of stuff like distracts from your work and you're busy, like, how do I, what? But now there's gonna be a process for all of that stuff, right? And it's all gonna be formalized and we're gonna have a process and the union can help make that happen. And so we can just focus on making good books and the people whose job is, is to run these departments and make good books can just do that and spend less time firefighting personnel issues, right? That isn't their job. Yeah. Yeah, definitely shout out to all the LGBT members that currently work at Paizo, uh, 100%. So yeah, it's definitely great hearing that, especially, you know, being LGBT myself. um, It's definitely nice seeing uh, a lot of support from the company because I look at other RPGs and some of them aren't as welcoming up front or they don't ever give representation to anyone. Uh, I don't want to say a particular company I have in mind, but uh, I think (laughs) there there are a few out there that aren't great with that. Yeah, but um... I'm going to jump in here if I may. Okay, yeah, go ahead. (laughs) So your point is, is that Paizo is a leader in this part of the industry. Yes, definitely. And the beautiful thing about that is, is that's our reputation. I have to say, it's so great to be working for a company that is leading the way on these issues and not constantly doing cleanup, right? And putting out <laughs> fires like, like other companies are. Well, so let's take that position as a leader in the industry and take unionization along with us and, and make that yet another example of how Paizo was leading the way. This is the first RPG union ever. Ever, yeah. Ever. Like, hopefully. How exciting. <laughs> I mean, the hopes there is, I mean, that creates uh, a rip, hopefully that creates a ripple effect for the industry as a whole. Hopefully. Yeah, I would ask the next question. How do you, um, like, how do you guys think this will, you know, affect the TTRPG, you know, industry as a whole? How does, how is this going to send a ripple to the rest of the industry? How do you think? Katina, take this one. Um, well, I mean, I think we kind of hit on it earlier with this with the community support, but I mean, people are seeing this on Twitter and they're seeing it on, you know, Facebook. It's kind of going on all over the internet. And I think people see that and they go, Oh, that's possible for us. Like that's I didn't know that was a thing we could do. <laughs> and I think that's that's probably some of the hesitation that like I was talking earlier about the kind of splinter groups that were thinking about unionization before this all really happened. I think everyone was kind of just really daunted and like, is that even possible? Is that, you know, are they going to fight us or whatever? And I think- Untreaded territory. Exactly. Yeah. And I think another part of it too, um, it's an, it's a, it's a niche industry, but it's a growing industry. And you know, I think a lot of people, maybe they still don't even think of it as like a real job, you know, doing creative stuff or do, you know, making games, but it is a real job. People, these are real people, depending on this, you know, the, their, 
the company for their livelihood. So I think it kind of sends that signal that like, no, we actually want to be taken seriously. We're real people and, you know, we, we deserve to make a living too. So I think, you know, if, if there are other folks at other companies that, you know, think that they're in similar situations or if they want to kind of see the same movements and the same progress, I think, I hope that they see it as a sign that it's totally possible and they can work together and form their party. And I think I'm really hoping to see it kind of spread that ripple, like, like we were saying. Yeah, the, our industry, like Katina's absolutely right. It's a small niche industry, but it's a growing industry. It, it's, a, it's a challenge because so many role-playing game companies are like three people working side games, right? Like they, <laughs> mm-hmm. there's, there's no full-time employees at the company at all, but they're not all like that, especially here in Seattle where there's so many role-playing game companies that are based here. And, and also related companies, board game manufacturers or war game companies or, or um, small video game firms that are l- no larger or even much smaller than, than Paizo. And these are all, all these companies are related and they're all kind of share that same nerd space, you know, and maybe they're not exactly the same, but we all know each other and we, we hang out at the same parties and we eat at the same restaurants and we, you know, we, we, we bump into the same people. So there's a possibility here for UPW to uh, lead the way and, and become, as Katina put it, a ripple effect that affects not just other role-playing game companies, but other related companies that are in the, the, the gaming field, you know? Um, and I would, I would love to see it. We, we, I, I can neither confirm nor deny that we have considered how to change our logo to say United TTRPG Workers instead of just United Paizo Workers, which would sure be great. I mean, the kobold holding a pickaxe would work for that as well. I yeah, absolutely. I know you have a kobold followed by like an elite hand from Halo and then, you know, so on <laughs> and so forth. And then you work your way up, you know, like the Monopoly Man Kane and then like a little top hat. Yeah, from what I'm hearing, Seattle's just changed their tagline to City of Nerds. I mean, it's, it's <laughs> if I'm not sold on moving to Seattle right now, I don't know what would do it. <laughs> Oh, rent. That's what will stop you. Oh, from yeah. Never mind. Yeah, I forgot about that. Never mind. I'm staying where but, I am. But you're, you're absolutely right. Like, when I moved here, I moved here three and a half years ago, and I wanted to start up a role-playing group. I, I started up a Starfinder group immediately because I, I wanted to get on the Starfinder team, so I had to run the game so I could learn it better. But then I started up this Ars Magica group, which is a game from, like, the 80s. It's infamously hard. It's an old role-playing game that that Jonathan Tweet and Mark Ryan Hagen made back before they became famous. And, and it's infamously hard. I went onto a Facebook group and I had like a dozen players in 24 hours, right? Because Seattle is the home of nerd culture. Like it's so easy to find people for this, this to, to game with. And the game stores here are like palaces. It's, it's, it's crazy. I don't know why, but you mentioning difficult role-playing games, just GURPS just popped immediately into mind. <laughs> GURPS is a challenge, but Ars Magica has GURPS beat. Oh my god. There are a lot of old role playing games that I am genuinely afraid to play. It took me actually a while to get to 40k. I mean, I I've never played anything beyond Killed Squad, but I mean Jesus, there is so many RPGs, especially like I've read this book called Of Dice and Men, which is a complete history of uh DD from Dave Artiston to Gary Gygax all the way up to even someone mentioning Pathfinder before going into D&D 5e. But it's definitely like it's so interesting to see how it all comes from Indiana and then migrating more west to obviously where it's at now, which is in Washington. But it's great to see you guys like come like every year to like Gen Con. And, you know, actually, I think that's actually where I met Jason. I think I've actually met you before at a Gen Con, which is really cool. Now, I don't know why that just popped in my memory, but it did. <laughs> um <laughs> Our first, my first, uh, I, I, I've been to Gen Con, I think twice for, uh, for, for Paizo and, and that was it. Like I've never been to Gen, I went to Gen Con once before many, many years ago when it was still in, uh, in uh, Lake Geneva. So, uh, was it, must've been right before COVID like a couple of years oh, ago. Oh, it was. Yeah. It was right when the play test was announced and I was super nervous about talking to anybody and I was looking at Starfinder and I think Pack Worlds just came out and I was just oh, like, yeah. And I was just like, all right, here's 20 minutes. <laughs> it was just this long conversation. It was gr- it was so fun. Um, good, good. Okay, 
oh, Jesus, there's so many of these questions that are not working anymore. <laughs> <laughs> we can help you workshop them. <laughs> yeah, we'll workshop them. So uh, this movement, you know, leading up to the recognition, recognition sorry, yeah. of the union, how has that movement, you know, affected your personal lives outside of working at Pfizer? Jason, you want to take it? Or... Go ahead. Oh, I mean, if I'm being honest, it's been distracting. <laughs> just, <laughs> just waiting for news and kind of what's going on now. Oh, we're, you know, we're, we're having this meeting or, you know, we're, we're researching this topic or we're waiting for messaging or stuff like that. It's, um, but it's also been really great. I mean, my, so I'm, my husband is Blake from Archives of Nethys. So he was very, very excited for us too. And he, he retweeted when the announcement was made and everything. So it's just kind of been like a, it's been like a little ray of hope because, you know, there was, there was stress and everything like that and just normal kind of pandemic working. But then when when the whole kind of controversy happened it was like oh there's more stress and there's more you know frustration and uncertainty and what's you know we're not sure what's going to happen going forward and um i really think it's been pretty grounding to be like wow okay no i have this group of people that are all in the same position like we're all together it's not as scary that way <laughs> you know we're going to figure something out and we're going to move forward together and like jake said we we knew it was going to happen because we already had the votes and so you know we had the support that we needed it was just kind of a matter of time and a matter of figuring out you know what steps need to be taken what forms need to be filled out and all that stuff so yeah in my personal life it's 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 been nice it's been very exciting to see all these changes and like i said before it's been great to talk to everybody and just kind of remember why I love this company and the people that work there so much you know it's any job can get frustrating any job can be like oh I don't you know I don't want to work today but I think it's been really great to see everybody come together and, and have this thing that we can all hope for and fight for together about a, about a week ago I did a Facebook live meeting with Owen K Stevens and and Mike Lafferty on the Banff podcast. And, and basically this made me the unofficial spokesman for the UPW. <laughs> and I got like, I was bombarded with, with uh, uh, social media requests and stuff. And so I started, I, I did like, uh, I, this is my seventh interview in the last week. I did three on Saturday and I did two on Sunday. And I, I took Tuesday and Wednesday off because I run a game those nights. So I couldn't, I couldn't do interviews those. And I couldn't do it during work time, of course, because, you know, no union activity on the clock. But so, but, uh, so personal life, this last week has been a bit too busy for me. Thank you for asking. I, um, <laughs> but, but I am stepping down from that now as I, I, I it's a, uh, the, the UPW is a marathon. It's a relay race and not a sprint. So I am handing the baton uh to someone else in in the upw and i i still made commitments to do a couple more interviews next week but but uh otherwise i i'm gonna fade back into the background like homer into the bush and uh <laughs> and, and 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 gratefully so so i mean it's, it's been fun because uh, there were other people contributing to the union other ways you know like we had people making the banner and people coming up with our slogan and people serving on org committees and people helping to write statements and i wasn't doing any of that but I wanted to contribute. And so participating in these interviews and helping to spread the word and get the word out was kind of how I felt like I was helping. But it's very important for no one person to monopolize the stage and to become the, you know, like, like UPW is about a group of people. It's about all of us. It's not about any one person. And so um, after, after doing the blitz for a week, I, I will uh, hand off to the next stage and 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 I so I felt good. It was it was good to do it, but it's also been kind of exhausting, frankly. Um, and I'll be glad to to go back and just get back to get back to telling stories about space wizards all day. <laughs> well, it was awesome getting a chance to talk to you, though. You too, you as well, Katina. It was amazing <laughs> uh, to, get to talk to both of you. Cool. We have one fan submitted question. One okay. Nice. Uh, this one comes from Eli at Deadly D Eight because we were just talking with him. 
Uh, what can fans do of Paizo to support the union efforts? That's a good question. Yeah, uh, I mean, either I one of you it, can take it. It's changed a little bit now since. Uh, oh, a little bit, <laughs> you know. Except a little, just a wee bit. <laughs> Jason's used to being like, tell them to recognize, tell them to recognize. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, for sure, like, I, I actually encourage you to congratulate our management on doing the right thing. It, it never hurts to be told uh, that you did the right thing. And, and so I encourage folks to do that. Um, go into our forums and tell, like, tell the company, uh, thank you and, and congratulations, because this is going to be good for everyone. Um, if you have not picked up, if you are not a Pathfinder or Starfinder person and you're just listening to this, this broadcast, or maybe you've fallen out of Pathfinder, well, listen, this is a good opportunity for you to come back. Like, it's not very often you get to buy a role-playing game from a union shop and, and you can, you can uh, say how much you approve of, of labor and union rights, you know, pick up that, pick up that book, that newest book that we just put out or whatever. And, and, and congratulate the company with, with your hard-earned wallet, if you're willing to do that. Um, not, not only is it not very often you get to buy an RPG from a union shop, this may very well be the first time <laughs> that's right, you get that's to right. buy a union led RPG. Yeah. And, it, but you don't have to, you do not have to spend money to support us. You can, you, we have, we still have, you know, we still have a, a, all of our merch is out there. You know, Katina's wearing our shirt. We've got, yeah, that's right. <laughs> it just oh, showed up today. Up that I was shirt. so excited. <laughs> I'm so excited. I want that shirt. You have no idea how bad I need that shirt. <laughs> James, it, it fits on the goblin statue, by the way, we've tested it already. So I just want to let you know. <laughs> Um, you know what? You could take the 425 bucks from my bank account. Fine. <laughs> okay. All right. I, all right. I, it's it. I'll, I'll go pick it up tomorrow. Where are you going to put it? I, I can see your room. Where are you going to put it? <laughs> Cuddle with it. There's a giant bed. It's adorable. <laughs> anyway. So yeah, you don't, but you don't have to spend money. I mean, if you want to, that'd be great. And we're going to use it for good purposes. But if you don't want to, you can just write to the, uh, to the, to Paizo or to uh, go to our forums, or you can write to our managers and you can tell them, thanks for doing the right thing. Sent, Stick with uh, us. We've got a lot of cool shit coming up. Oh boy. And how much do we love cool shit, guys? <laughs> a lot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> awesome. Well, you guys could all check out um, Paizo's uh, latest releases. Uh, we have a, there's a ton of cool shit for both Pathfinder and Starfinder. Uh, we were talking about this ahead of time, but I'm super looking forward to the precog class coming to Starfinder. Galactic uh, Magic, that's the book. Galactic yes, Magic. I'm, I'm so excited to see more magic. Uh, finally, very excited for the book of the dead. Book of the dead. Book of the dead. Yes, we Can't are wait to become a lich. Uh, that's a character I'm not letting you play as. <laughs> and, and then, as if Book of the Dead was not enough, we got a whole AP set and get. Ooh. Yes, you can play undead characters in the undead nation, and and I just I wrote the second volume for that, so I can't wait for you all to see it. It's gonna be so cool. great. Ooh, we are excited, and might run that adventure path as soon as I finish Ruby Phoenix. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, there's so much. You guys put out so much stuff. I, I genuinely want to thank all the employees at Paizo who have banded together, managed to overcome this great obstacle. Working with you know through toughest of conditions and it's only, truly amazing. Not only a great obstacle, obstacle, but meeting an amazing milestone for not only Paizo but the industry right. at large. It is. It is. Yeah. Yeah. UnitedPaizoWorkers.org. I forgot to plug our website. Yep. Uh, hey, look at that. We got it in time. <laughs> follow us on Twitter at Paizo Workers, and you know I really do think like there's a as Katina mentioned earlier. This is just the one step in a very long journey. And, and, and I, if you're interested in the fact that, that this is the first union in an RPG company, then follow our story. Like help us tell that story. Join us and help us tell the story of what it means to be a union shop in an RPG industry. All right. So we're going to pass this off to Barat, who does our signature stuff. Uh, Barat, please take it away. So. Uh, first off, we have our signature question that we've asked everyone so far. So I'm going to ask Jason first, and then we can move to Katina. Uh, if you could rename one element of the periodic table, which one would it be? 
We can give examples if you cannot think of any of them. We've had like plenty her, of guests. A couple like her last one ago. was is was it, naming there, Oxygen Bob. Is it oh, yeah, already? He, didn't somebody already name it? There, I mean, there's already Krypton, right? On the periodic, yes, there yeah. is. Krypton is yeah. Which is a shame because that's what I wanted to name something was Krypton, right? <laughs> mm. uh, oh, can I name something unobtainium? Dang it, you took mine. <laughs> did, I, did, did I steal yours, unobtainium? Um, that's, yeah. Uh, it would be that or, or gosh, unobtainium. But, but here's the fun part. What would you rename to unobtainium? Yeah. unobtainium? Well, it would have to be something like one of those. Um, there's, there are, um, there are elements that are theorized on the periodic table that we've never actually created yet. Like, are we about to invent a whole new element? <laughs> yeah, that's what I would do. I would, I would oh name God, like yes. those theoretical elements. I that just we... looked it up. It's uh, unanimium. Oh, nice. Atomic number one one nine. There you go. Yeah, that's one like of that. them. Let's make that unobtainium because then then it's like logically appropriate, right? Like unobtainium is something we haven't unobtainable. Yeah, I love it. Hmm. I I kill steeled you, Katina. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. I, I think it was just the first thing to come to mind was like I don't know, <laughs> fake fake periodic element, unobtainium. Um, I think my my revised answer now had just because of the pun is I think I would name are gone to are here. <laughs> yes all right i'm down for that i thought that was gonna go into so, lord of the rings i'm turn so for down second. for so <laughs> down for corny puns are here okay that's, that's what i got to contribute corny good. Puns. Good. better than mine better than mine what we eventually wanted to do with this question was to you know create our own periodic table at one point so you know when we get enough guests we're just gonna have our old periodic table built out that's nice. gonna be Dang. awesome we listed out a lot of them oh my god uh, I I think it was like our third episode, and it was just me and Barat on it, and we were just riffing off each other the entire time. So it, I, eventually, we got to the point where I was ranting about math. I was ranting about science. I was just like, "All right, I'm renaming elements, starting with oxygen," and then slowly started making my way around. It has just been a great question that is stumped some guests right out of <laughs> needing to come back into like high school uh chemistry to pull up like p-table.com <laughs> so it's genuinely great to see some quick answers <laughs> i'm not gonna lie i did pull up the the periodic but table too i was like too all right <laughs> <laughs> need to make sure i'm still correct <laughs> and of course our last signature is the interesting fun fact of today okay so the fun oh, fact boy. i have is that the heads on Easter Island actually have bodies underneath? Oh. All buried. Yeah. Slightly terrifying. Yeah, it is slightly terrifying. It's just gonna That's get awesome, up a little bit. <laughs> All of us take the archaeologist archetype. We'll get there in a few minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Well, like I said before, it was amazing talking to you too, especially after this crazy milestone. It's a real pleasure and honor to be here. Thank yeah. you so much to all of you for inviting us. Yeah, and thank guys, you so much. I'm sorry. And guys, for the first time ever, we're getting this published on Deadly D8, which was just announced midway through this uh, little wow. interview. So you can check us out there. Uh, we're probably going to have links in that description. Uh, I don't know what's going on with that. We're going we're gonna to get that talk with right after this. But uh, nice. stay tuned. Yeah. We have... Tons of great things coming in the future. Uh, definitely more interviews with Paizo staff. I won't give away uh, some of their names, but uh, Jenny, can't wait to talk to you tomorrow. Um, yeah, thank you guys for so much for being here. Feel free to check us out. Uh, we don't bite at all. Wait, before we <laughs> give end, hugs. Before we end, <laughs> this episode is also historic. Let me just add that. Oh, yeah, yeah it the is. first episode after the recognition. Yeah, it's true. true. Yep. yep. That's it, guys. We've done it. And historians are going to go back and right after Paizo announced, they dealt with three <laughs> nerds in a very long video call. <laughs> Immortalized for all time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
you captured the excitement though i think <laughs> that's what we aim to do <laughs> Thank all you right guys. it's really been a pleasure to have you here with us yeah, yeah. sure for sure See you guys in the next episode bye bye, bye. bye. <laughs>